Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, we're live. We're live, 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 live. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, you're listening to Reaching the Masses Media Ministry, Nightly Prayer, and I am your host, Evangelist Portia McIver. Thank you for coming out tonight. Yes, we're a little earlier, um, and that's what we're going to start doing. Coming in a little earlier, um, Sister Stephanie and I have been talking and discussing, and um, we decided to start coming on at 7 p.m. nightly. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yes, 7 p.m. nightly, because we know that a lot of people at about 10 p.m., they're in bed. And uh, we should be, but uh, we're up, you know, with the program. You know, we were sacrificed for the Lord. But a lot of people are not up at that time of night. So we decided to change it to 7 p.m. Yes, I know right now it's a little after 9, but um, if you were on earlier on the live broadcast on YouTube, um, Facebook, and all the others, even on Blog Talk, huh? Um, there was no sound, so we had to start all over again. Ah, uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you all for listening on Sunday, and thank you for supporting us on Sunday. And um, Sister Stephanie, as you all know, did the message, and I thank her so much for it. The girl knows the word, y'all. Let me tell you. She may have been a little nervous on Sunday, but she knows the word. And you should hear her in here with me giving me the word. She teaches me some things, amen, because I don't know it all. But she will go to another version of the Bible and show me some things. So you are in good hands. I thank God for that. And I thank all of you that congratulated her because that was her first time. Yes, you'll be hearing more from her. But that was her first time, and that was literally kind of done at the last minute because I was, yeah, I was out, man. I was, <laughs> I had laryngitis. And as you can hear, my voice is still not the way it's supposed to be, but I'm still healed. And see, I learned a little something. When the Bible says, hallelujah, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. He tells us that the keys to the kingdom of God are binding and loosing. And believe me, I know how to bind and loose and rebuke the devil, amen. Rebuke the disease, the virus, whatever it was, I rebuke it, amen, hallelujah. And even Sister Stephanie had a little cough, but we're both much better now. 
my voice a little scratchy from all the coughing that I did, but um, I'm good because God says, hallelujah, he's in me, and if he's good, then I'm good, amen, hallelujah, he doesn't let you suffer that long, amen, hallelujah, and besides, I not only was it the prayer to the Lord, but he also gave Sister Stephanie a recipe a couple of years back, a chicken soup. And let me tell you something. That chicken soup is better than an antibiotic. I mean, believe me. I wanted to say penicillin, but no, 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 because most people don't even know what penicillin is nowadays. But that chicken soup is better than an antibiotic. When I ate some last night, I felt so much better. And I was able to sit up last night and listen to the uh, latter part three books of Numbers, the three last book of Numbers, and the three first books of Deuteronomy. Because I wanted to sit up and listen to it earlier during that day, I didn't feel like doing anything but sleeping. But I sat up last night, y'all, after 1 o'clock. I think it was until about 3-something. And I wanted to hear, I'm hungry for the word. So I would sit up on my bed and listen to my little fire tablet and hear the word in my ear. Amen. That's just me. But if I lay down, I'm going to sleep. So I sit up on the side of my bed, and um, I've got to get a little chair in there. But I sit up on the side of my bed and listen to those six chapters. Oh, what amazing things that I find in there last night. And one day, we'll, we'll get, I'll do a lesson on some of that stuff. But that's why I tell you to read your word, not only the New Testament, but read the Old Testament, too. There's some very interesting stuff in there. Mm. I tell you, I didn't know, as of last night, I found out, you know, when the Jews used to do the animal sacrifices, I didn't know they sacrificed turtles, too. I thought a turtle was an unclean thing, but I heard a turtle and it was a pigeon. I'm saying, say what? Yeah, a turtle and a pigeon. You could use those as a sacrifice. And I'm not going into all of that, but it depends on what class you were. Amen. And I would just say, and this is my knowledge, my understanding of the whole thing, if you didn't have a bullock or a cow or a sheep or a goat, then you could go and get a pigeon and a um, turtle, and you can do a sacrifice with that. Amen? Hallelujah. It depends. You know, in this world, there's classes. Amen? You got the very rich, the rich, the middle class, the upper, lower middle class, then you got the poor. Even in the poor class, you got the upper poor, the middle poor, and the poor poor. Amen? Hallelujah. But anyway, that's my analogy of that particular verse that I hear, but I'm going back and do some more studying on it to find out and make sure. But I did hear the turtle and the pigeon. I said, oh, oh. Anyway, um, as I said, thank you all for supporting Sister Stephanie on Sunday, and as you can see her nightly prayer last night, she went in and put the scripture in, and did you put music to it? Yes, she put music to it. I have a very talented young daughter, hallelujah, and I I find myself blessed. 
I am a baby boomer, and she is a millennial. And we can work together, y'all. Amen. Everybody talking about the millennial, the millennial, the millennial. I don't understand everything that they say or do, but you know what? I know they have something that I don't have. Amen. Because there's no way I could do all of this by myself, but it seems to come to her naturally. And I thank God for that. So if you got a millennial around the house, just give them a chance. Don't want to toss them out. You know, well, you get on my nerve and you smart mouth and you done. No, 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 no. That's their personality. Their personality is different from yours. Amen. Hallelujah. Love them as they are. We often talk about love. Walk in love. Amen. We've both learned because, see, I, I am, uh-huh. I was born in December. She was born in October. Okay. She, I know. Y'all church people, let me tell you something. I understand, but I have found some of that stuff to be true. She's a Libra, and I'm a Sagittarius. Yeah, automatic combustion. We love one another, but you talking about whew, some combustible times? We've had those times, got over them, and walked on. Amen? Hallelujah. So know that about your child, whether it's a millennium or um what is the the next one? Um, Generation X or Z or whatever it is. Anyway, whatever it is, love your child the way they are and try to understand them. Amen. I didn't get on here to say all that tonight, but I heard a videotape today by one of my um, subscribers, Jim Paris. And I thank God for him. Sometimes some of the stuff he brings up, I'm saying, oh, Jim, oh, Jim. But this time he brought up a lady, and, yeah, she, yeah. I I, I will probably put the description of this particular video in um, the description box. And if you want to listen to it, you can. But I learned something tonight, you know. Yeah, I'm a millennial. I mean, a baby boomer can learn. I'm learning every day. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for all of you who are listening tonight. And if you were expecting me at 10, I'm sorry. You just have to go back to the archive. And after tonight, we're going to be on at 7 p.m., giving you all a chance to hear the scripture, to be in the prayer and not only that, but to get to bed early, amen, or do whatever else you got to do. Because 10 o'clock, I think that's a bit too late. So we're going to be from 7 p.m. at night until uh, what, 7 to 8 at night. Now, we may go over a little bit, maybe five minutes, I don't know. But from 7 p.m. until 8 at night will be our nightly little mini Bible study and prayer. Uh, let's see what else is there. Okay, I told you about everything. My niece, um, Natasha and Tia, please pray for them. They both have cancer. So please pray, pray for them that the Lord will raise them up again. And in the name of Jesus, we curse that cancer from the root. And we say dry up and come out of their body in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Hallelujah. We rebuke and blind that cancer. Hallelujah. It cannot stay there. Those are children of God. Amen. And we lose wellness and healing. Amen. A strong body. Hallelujah. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Shalom in that body. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes, y'all, I was listening to the preacher yesterday, and I know my voice is a little scratchy, but please, please have patience with me tonight. But I am okay. I am feeling so much better. I can get up here and go be and do now, you know. Yesterday, I had been, did, and went. Amen. That's how bad it was. But today is another day. Hallelujah. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning, especially when you got prayer and Sister Stephanie's chicken soup. Man, she had everything in that chicken soup, rosemary, sage, and basil, and uh, um, um, oh, oh my God, I don't even know what else. Onions and got, got plenty of garlic. I love garlic. Yeah, most people don't, but I love garlic. Onions and garlic are two of the bitter herbs that the Bible speak about. Speak about, and believe it or not, those two things act as an antibiotic in your body. If you've got any kind of infection in your body, eat you some garlic, get some parsley, some onions. And I can almost guarantee you that it's going to cause you to feel so much better. I had to learn that, too. There are some natural remedies out there that you can take that will do much better than any antibiotic you can take. But you got to take it, and you got to take it more than one time. If you don't like garlic, then you're going to have to go to the antibiotic. I, myself, do not want an antibiotic because it kills the good bacteria in your body. Then you got to go and get some kind of prebiotic, probiotic to build it back up again. Uh-uh. Let the good bacteria in my body alone. I will eat onion. I will eat garlic and whatever else I need in order to keep my body well. I wish I had known this years ago, but I know it now. See, Sister Stephanie did some research. And that's why we have rosemary and basil and sage and what uh paprika, smoked paprika and 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 oh my God, onions and garlic and whatever else she had in there. We didn't use the white potatoes; those were real starchy. She used the red potatoes, y'all. It's something about a red potato. Yeah, it's a little bit starchy, but not as starchy as a white potato. But I'm not gonna give you the recipe. Perhaps you will in the um. What do you call it? The um, newsletter. And if, you know, when she does, she'll let you know. And please try that. Whenever your children or you get a cold, please try that recipe. It works. Yesterday, I was on my back. Today, I'm doing good. Amen. Hallelujah. It was, anyway, I'm not going to go that way. But long story short. Just know that God has natural remedies out here. We don't always have to go and get an antibiotic. Antibiotics right now, most people, antibiotics do them no good. Amen. But see, God's food, when you have his food, his pure food, hallelujah. My brother tried to teach me this. And, you know, I <laughs> I heard him and I tried. But then I got here and, um, you know, around meat eaters. No, I'm not talking about Sister Stephanie. Sister Stephanie and I both were vegan when we got here. Um, we had changed our diet and that was doing just fine. But then I got around a meat eater or meat eaters, and let me tell you something. 
I'm not putting down meat. I'm not, because I love some chicken like you would not believe. You know us Christians and the gospel birds. But the thing about it is that sometimes you need to just push that meat aside and get you a vegan dish. If it's no more than vegan with the, the um all, all the vegetables and herbs and all of that, get it, use it. Make a soup, make a stew, whatever, but get it. Make a smoothie. Amen. All smoothies, let, let, I'll put it this way. Note, all smoothies don't need to be sweet. Amen. We always talk about smoothie, smoothie, smoothie. Every time I see a smoothie, it's sweet. No, all smoothies do not have to be sweet. I have, it's just a that made me a oatmeal smoothie. Yeah an oatmeal smoothie, and she used frozen peaches and, and almond milk. Man, you talking about something good? Oh, my goodness. I told someone about it, and they said, yep. I said, well, you go ahead on. That thing did my body so good. In other words, use what God has already given us. We don't always need the man-made stuff. The man-made stuff sometimes do your body more harm than good. Amen. I'm not saying don't go to your doctor. Yes, go to your doctor. But when you do it naturally, you know where it's coming from. You know what's in your body. Because in that pill or capsule, you don't know what's in there. Amen. Might be a little bit of dog hair. Might be a little bit of duck lip. We don't know. Come on now. Be honest. You don't know what's in that pill or what's in that capsule. They can dehydrate and ground up anything. Amen. Hallelujah. But enough of me being on my soapbox tonight. Sister Stephanie is coming with you with the scripture. But I want to remind you all that um, about my niece Tia Cook and my niece Natasha Breeden. Please pray for them. Hallelujah. Um, Natasha is at GoFundMe, and Tia Cook is on Facebook. You can try to befriend her, but if you can't, then um, go ahead and just pray for Tia Cook because, you know, she also has cancer, and so does Natasha. Natasha is on her fifth round of chemotherapy. She's got seven more to go. So pray for her, you all, and go and donate to her because I know it can't be easy with what she's going through. Come on. I had radiation when I had the cancer in my neck, and I couldn't be around my own children. But you know what? The thing about it is that they didn't let me come home, but I couldn't be around my own children. Ah. Lord, I think, what did you all do to leave the food at my door? I had to be in another room away from them. But it's okay. You know, I had radiation, and they told me, they were going to send me home, but not to be around children. So I had to stay in my room for, I think it was like three days until the radiation wore off. And believe me, I felt, oh, I felt so, ugh. I was tired. I was weak. I had just came out of surgery. I had this big old scar on my neck, which is gone. Hallelujah, because they cut me right in the seam on my neck. Cause, so you can't even tell I even had an operation now. But I thank God that this year I am 11 year can- years cancer-free because thyroid cancer is nothing to mess with either. Hallelujah. But I thank God that God delivered me. Hallelujah. He gave me the right doctors at the right time, and I am living and well today. 
I guess, you know what, come to think of it, Stephanie's chicken soup could have probably helped that. But, A, she wasn't cooking then. And, yeah. yeah, I think she was about, what, 12, 13 then? Yeah, she wasn't cooking then. But I bet his chicken soup that she's cooking now would have helped that. Mm-mm. Anyway, um, she's Sister Stephanie is coming tonight with, um, from the book of Ephesians. And I'm going to let her read. Uh, here she is, Sister Stephanie. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed. Okay. Ephesians 1, 1 9 through 12. Having, repeat that again. Having made known unto us. Having made known unto us. He's talking about his church, his, his people. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. See, when you're out there in the world, you don't know the mystery of his will. You won't know that until you come to him. And yeah, y'all, that was a snort you heard. I'm sorry. <clears throat> like I said, I'm, I'm <laughs> Sometimes I got to laugh at myself, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to ask her to start to the kids. Having made known unto us the mystery of the will. Having made known unto us, who is us, the church, the mystery of his will. Whose will? God's will. According to his good will, which he had purpose in himself, in himself. That's it? Yes, Ms. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time. He might gather together in one all things Christ. He might gather together in one all things through Christ. See, that's God telling you exactly, how can I put it, his schedule. Amen. He had did this thing in the beginning. He did not hide in a bushel. Amen. Hallelujah. He went in the beginning. Hallelujah. He said, let us make man but us. The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. Amen. Let us make man in our likeness and our image. Amen. Hallelujah. And then he proceeded to do just that. But see, God had a plan. Hallelujah. From that man that he formed in that clay. Hallelujah. When he was here on earth, he formed man from the dust of the earth, the Bible said. Because he had a plan for man. That man's name was Adam, and from the man's side came Eve. He did that because from those two were going to come Jesus. So this plan was has started in the beginning. Okay, Sister Stephanie. Okay, Sister Stephanie. 
people which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in hell. Both which are in heaven are in heaven and which are on earth. And and which are on earth. See? He started this in heaven. The plan was for him and for us. Because guess what? The word was in heaven. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And Mary named him Jesus. Amen. The angel called him Emmanuel, God with us. But Mary called him Jesus because that's what the angels told her to call him. Amen. This thing was started from the beginning. And then he came to earth and he began to form man because he knew what was going to happen. People often ask, well, did God know that Adam and Eve were going to sin? Come on. Is is there anything that God does not know? He knew what was going to happen, but things had to happen the way that they did. God had a purpose. God had a plan. Amen. Hallelujah. Otherwise, the word would not have become flesh and dwelt among us, and we would not, hallelujah, have been redeemed. So he knew what was going to happen, and he started making a plan while in heaven. <coughs> okay, Sister Stephanie. And whom also we have obtained in inheritance. Okay. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Remember I told you that the Bible states that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. We have obtained an inheritance in God. Just like Jesus is his son, then we are his sons and his daughters. That inheritance was obtained by us, human beings, when, hallelujah, we accepted him, and he redeemed us, and he filled us with his spirit. But it was accepted by Jesus, hallelujah, when he went and he got baptized, and you heard the voice of God say, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. And then the Holy Spirit, uh, the dove as the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit, lit on him. Well, it said, and the Holy Spirit lit on him or landed on his shoulder as a dove. Amen. This thing had been planned. God had a plan. Hallelujah. Because in, in him is everything we need. Amen. In God is everything we need. He made a plan, and he's continuing to carry out that plan. So, Stephanie? Being predestined for the purpose of God. Being predestined according <coughs> to the purpose of him. Now, let me explain predestination to you. People say, and I hear them say it so bad, oh, I ain't nothing. My daddy won't nothing. My granddaddy won't nothing. I ain't nothing. We all going to hell. No, you were not predestined to go to hell. Every human being in this world, hallelujah, was predestined before the foundation of the earth. Amen. Because I've often quoted this scripture. The Lord had given us everything that we need 
pertaining to life and godliness before the foundation of the world. Uh, Listen what I just said. He gave us everything pertaining to life and godliness before the foundation of the world. Amen? Hallelujah. Which means you existed. He knew you before he created the world. And you and I are why he created the world. If he had already given us everything pertaining to life and godliness before the foundation of the world, what does that tell you? You existed before then. You existed, hallelujah, in eternity before you came into time. Amen. I know that boggles your mind, but if you sit down and think about it, there's nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes tell you that there's nothing new under the sun. No, I do not believe. In reincarnation, the Bible does not speak of reincarnation. But we are spirits, hallelujah. And the Bible said he had given us everything pertaining to life and godliness before the foundation of the world. So where were we before the foundation of the world? In Christ. Amen. We were in the Father, hallelujah. So was the Word, who was Jesus. And hallelujah, when he speaks, everything comes alive. Amen. We are not like the angels. We are not, you know, uh, as they are because there is a scripture in the Bible that one angel came to God and asked him, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him, for you have made him a little lower than the angel. Go back in that particular scripture, do the research, and it's not you have made him a little lower than the angels. It's actually you have made him a little lower than Elohim, than God himself. Amen? When you are a man's child, amen, you are not him, but you are his junior. Amen? You are his son. Hallelujah. You're younger than him. You will grow up, but you are John, Jake, Mike, whoever, Junior, or number two. Your mother may not name you a Junior, but you are that man's seed. Amen. While you're there as a baby, you can't go and work and take care of the family. When you're two years old, you can't go out, hallelujah, and work at a shipyard. Amen. When you are 16 years old, hallelujah, you're not supposed to be out there with a family, amen, but your father is the head. Your natural father is the head, and you are the junior. You are Jake, Joe, Mike, son. And you will grow up to be like Jake, Joe, Mike, or John, but for right now, you haven't made it yet, amen. But when God... Give me all. When God created, hallelujah, man, that's what his plan was. We were to listen to him, to be taught. That's what he was doing, Adam and Eve. He was teaching them. And he had an amazing plan. But because they fell, because they listened to the enemy of God and the enemy of the whole world, the enemy of the whole heaven, 
Hallelujah. They obeyed Satan rather than obeying God. Even though they had been in the presence of God, hallelujah, and God was in them, he surrounded them. His glory surrounded them to the point where they didn't even know they were naked. But the moment that they listened to Satan and ate of that tree, all bets were on. They looked at each other and they knew that they were naked. Mm. In other words, God's protection, God's glory was gone. All of a sudden, they found themselves naked, stark naked. Satan had exposed them. They were never supposed to be exposed. God wanted to teach them. Hallelujah. And he had so much more stuff for them. I'll give you that one day. God showed me that one day, and yes, in the Bible. Hallelujah. But, and, and, and mm, anyway, let's let's do it this way. I'm going to go back to Sister Stephanie, because see, I have even got to preaching in here tonight. We'll be in here for two hours. So we're going back to Sister Stephanie. Who worketh all things after the counsel of his own? After we, he said we were predestined, which means all of us, every one of us, don't care who you are, male or female, black, white, Chinese, whatever, we are all predestined. We were predestined to serve him. Amen. Hallelujah. It was not, oh, they were, pre- girl, they were predestined to go to hell. Bob talks about predestination now. Talks about predestination. They were predestined to go to hell. No. Not even Judas, who betrayed God, was predestined to go to hell. Judas could have repented and been saved like the rest of them. Amen. Peter cut the man's ear off. Peter denied him three times. Hallelujah. But Peter ended up being a great disciple because Peter wanted forgiveness forgiveness from God, and he got it. Judas could have did the same way. All of us were predestined to serve God. Amen? Not predestined to be lost. Not predestined to be a sinner in the world, no hope for you. That's not what predestination means. Here's God's predestination means you were predestined to save, to live for him, to give your life to him. Since Adam and Eve sold us out, then, hallelujah, he knew what was going to happen. He predestined you. He gave you a choice, in other words. You have a choice because he made us creatures of choice. And you, the decision you make, hallelujah is the decision you've got to live for. But all of us were predestined to serve God, our mighty King of kings and Lord of lords. All of us were predestined, hallelujah, to serve God and to go, hallelujah, from earth to glory. Because Adam and Eve messed up, hallelujah, all of us were predestined to go to heaven. But see, you've got to make that choice. Amen? In him, is everything you need, even predestination. You make the choice. He predestined you to be saved. 
Predestination doesn't mean you're going to be that way no matter what. Predestination means you make a choice. He has already spoken it. And if you hear his word and harden not your heart, then you also, hallelujah, will go to heaven. Amen. You also will be ruled and reign with him in the new Jerusalem. See, we don't understand what we have in him. Hallelujah. And that last verse you read, I'm sorry. He did all of this after the counsel of his own will, because it is not his will that any should be lost. Amen? So he predestined all of us to be saved. But if you don't listen to him, then you will not be saved. And guess what? That breaks his heart. He doesn't want his creation in hell. Amen? Hallelujah. He wants his creation up in heaven with him. Hallelujah. Next scripture. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusts in Christ. See, that sums it all up right there. Hallelujah. You've got to trust in him. But if you don't know him, how can you trust him? Amen. He gave us a Bible to read. He gave us apostles. He gave us prophets. He gave us preachers. He gave us teachers. He gave us evangelists to lead the way. Amen. He teaches them and they teach us. Hallelujah. He does not want you to be lost. It is not his will that you be lost. It is his will that you accept him and who he is and live with him in eternity. He put us in time to get it together. Amen. Notice he put Adam and Eve in time. He took them out of eternity and put them in time. Hallelujah. It was supposed to work one way, but because of their disobedience, then guess what? Yeah, we end up where we are today. But in him, hallelujah, you are predestined. In him, you have a choice. In him, hallelujah. You will go to heaven. In him, you will reign, rule, and reign with him. Amen. In him is the will, his will. He wants us to be with him. He doesn't want you to perish. He doesn't want you to be lost. But I will tell you this. In him is also his wrath. And when you are not his, and when he comes back for us, hallelujah, for his church, and guess what? You will then have to suffer the consequences. But even then, hallelujah, and I'm not going there right then, right now. I'll do that another time. But even then, there is a chance. You're going to have to suffer through much. But even then, there isn't a chance. There is a chance. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you miss it on this side, just know that you wake up. And you hear millions of people, trillions of people are missing. They just vanished. We don't know what happened to them. They're going to come out with every kind of lie and every kind of tale, but know that it was the rapture and Christ has came back to get his church. Amen? But don't fret. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Hallelujah. Because you're going to have to go through hell and high water. 
Antichrist will not be your friend, especially if you've heard the word. He knows everything that's in you. He knows whether you've heard the word or whether you haven't. And if you decide, well, okay, I'm on the inside. Now I'm in the tribulation, so now I'm going to serve God. Yeah, you can. No problem. Well, I didn't mean to go this far, but in that time, the Antichrist, which is the enemy, which is Satan, and if you are God's child, if you choose to accept God on that side, say, well, I'll go to the next round, guess what? You're going to be burnt in all. You're going to be beheaded, all manner of evil. You don't want to go on that side. Accept him now, hallelujah, because in him now is freedom. In him now is hope. Over there, no. And let me tell you something. I guess I need to do this because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But if you found yourself over in the tribulation, do not receive the mark of the beast. Please don't do that because then there is no hope for you. Don't ask me what the mark of the beast is. People have said so much. Some say it's uh, something in your hands or in your fingers. Some say it's, it's a tattoo on your forehead or on the back of your right hand. I don't know. The Bible itself does not say. Hallelujah. Some people say it is in the Bible. Some people say it's not in the Bible. I have not found it. But let me tell you something. If you find yourself on the other side, you should happen to hear that on the radio or the TV about millions and thousands of people and tens and tens of thousands of people missing. Hallelujah. Go and find out who those people were. And if you find out that they were the church, the ecclesia, the ones who believed in Christ, me, and others, hallelujah, we're not going to be here. Do not accept that mark. Because when you accept that mark, there is no hope for you whatsoever. See, there is still hope for you right now. Amen. Hallelujah. But I want you all to go with me in prayer right now. In the name of Jesus, let's go before the throne of grace. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I love you. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Thank you for everybody that's listening on this line tonight, Lord. Lord, we hallelujah, praise your name. We ask you to bless each and every home and cap your angels around them, Lord, and keep them safe. Lord, hallelujah, we thank you for this night. We thank you for healing. We ask that you put shalom and peace in the houses, Lord. Bless them physically, financially, naturally, and spiritually. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, we pray, and we believe your name, Lord, hallelujah. We believe, hallelujah, that everything we need is in the word. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, we pray, amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.